Hi, everybody. Mike Shope, Adam Krautwurst. Welcome to draft season. Like it ever wasn't draft season, but I mean, this is the end of July. Training camps, everybody's in. There's news that you don't even actually have to get out of Dakota ring to try to translate necessarily. Guys who are not ready to play, play at training camp and guys who are. We are going to talk about that. Most notably, the Julio Jones news today, signing with Tampa Bay. Adam is coming up in two main event drafts, two slow drafts. That is definitely the deep end if it's two at once. There's no <laughs> question about that. And we'll go over some super flex bowl results of late Adam's work in the FFWC. And I've got who I think is the key man in the first round of these drafts. So Adam's super cool. You know, he's Mr. Draft Sharks, and he's got his <laughs> comeback player of the year. Last year was Cooper Cup, and he's got a mink coat to show for it and everything like that. We've got this year's comeback player of the year, too. But there's one player in round one in these big drafts who I think you really need to figure out what you expect from him. And that's from watching different boards play out here as more and more are happening. Anyway, this is just the beginning. Thanks for joining us tonight. Mike Shope, Adam Crowhurst. Welcome to the Deep End, powered by Draft Sharks. Those were the Draft Sharks themselves right there, making an early appearance. Yes, they were. Adam, you ready? I am so ready. I'm so excited. News, actionable news. Um, <laughs> as soon as I saw Julio signed, I immediately thought of you. Um, I'm like, Mike's going to be so excited uh, to talk about this and to, 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 to brag a little bit. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Drafts are main events are underway. Um, love it. Here's why he says that on a recent <laughs> episode, I just haphazardly said, if you knew Julio Jones was going to play all 17 games for green Bay, what <laughs> wide receiver is he? I'm like wide receiver seven. That's the number that came to mind. I got laughed at. And of course we don't know that it doesn't matter anyway, not knowing that his signing with Tampa, I guess Adam, it could be worse, but most situations that would be worse were never going to be realistic. Even though we didn't talk a lot about Tampa, and I certainly didn't hear much about Tampa, a guy like Julio Jones is only going to a good team. Right. Absolutely. Like, it was never going to be a fantasy, you know, explosion opportunity for him because he's not, yeah, at this age, he wants, he wants to win a ring. He wants to play probably in nice weather. He wants to play with a Hall of Fame quarterback. I mean, it all makes sense, right, to go to – to go to Tampa Bay and it's, it's good for him at a, on a level, you know, not, not on a fantasy level, but good for his, good for his career, but it hurts. And, and it's great for, for Tom Brady, for his, for his fantasy outlook and for Tom Brady's career. But other than that, I think it pretty much hurts everybody else there. Um, it, it kills Russell Gage. Um, Godwin, it's funny. It's interesting that the news comes out kind of hand in hand with Godwin, not being on the pup. And, we're, and being cleared to go to training camp. So it'll be interesting. I mean, in two weeks from now, maybe, maybe even a week from now, we'll see all these guys are on the field together running maybe. I mean, there's no way God would be full strength. But, I mean, that'll be interesting to see what that looks like. Um, I just took Mike Evans recently in the second round of a main event draft. So that I'm not super thrilled about that. But Julio's got to stay healthy. I mean, he hasn't been healthy in a long time. Um, but uh, as far as to affect Mike Evans' workload. But 
Um, I don't know. We'll see. What are your What are your initial thoughts? My thoughts are the last point is the most important one, and it's why he wasn't on a team all summer. Uh, yeah. His body failed him last year, and you can say what you want about the fit in Tennessee, but they wanted him, and that was ultimately a one seed in the conference, and he couldn't stay out there. So that is the number one point on Julio Jones, and that's why Adam, I'm not as going. I'm not going to go along with it. It kills Gage, and in terms of Godwin. I also don't want to assume too much either because it's still an injury that should take him into the season before he's at least full strength, if if even ready at all. So there's still a lot to know about what happens in Tampa. And I think, too, these days with the way teams use the preseason, we might not learn that much. Like if, if you were the Buccaneers and you make this move, are you suiting Julio Jones up for any of those three preseason games? I don't know, like maybe not. And I'm not doing that with Brady or Evans or, you know, maybe Fournette, like their main guys. You know, the team could feel differently about that. So I think Godwin is has always been a good investment in drafts for where you get him. And if you're playing in a tournament, you know you're going to get him eventually. And if, as long as you can support him, fine, great. Like Like Hopkins a little bit for Arizona. And I think Evans is fine. Evans is still in a great spot, although he's a little bit in decline, right? And so that was always the other side of the coin with him. But Gage, I mean, Adam, Gage was handpicked by Brady to to come to the Buccaneers and, you know, fall into that Antonio Brown role, I guess. Then we already had the Goblin information, but then no Gronkowski either. I think I think there's room for him. I don't consider it death that uh, that Julio Jones happened today in Tampa, he's still going to have to stay on the field, a concern you really don't have with guys like Gage. So long way to go. Yeah. Um, long, long, long way to go. I just, I always wonder too, teams never seem to do this. Maybe coaches are getting smart. I don't know. I feel like with a guy like Julio Jones, you can just keep that guy on ice and put him in. Like when you've got Mike Evans, Gage, Godwin, Lenny, like, do you need um, Julio in between the twenties. Like, can you just bring him in inside the twenty or thirty yard line and let him tear him and Evans terrorize defenses? Like, do you need to play him every snap on the out? I don't think you do. And maybe, um, that, again, I don't know that was so that that would be would be better for Evans, but still not great because again, if he's coming in inside the twenty or thirty, um, that's where Evans you know kills kills teams. I mean, how many one yard touchdowns does Evans have uh, yeah. over over his career? So, um, I'm I'm hoping that maybe it pushes Evans down back into the, back into the third round. And then maybe you pounce on him there. Um, and, uh, and then if Julio ends up getting hurt again, then you end up getting around around value there. Do you need Julio Jones between the twenties or do you need Julio Jones before Thanksgiving? Like this way you, right. you keep, you keep him off other rosters, you know, you, who knows about his body. We haven't heard anything all, all the time. You know, he's probably having to pass a physical to sign this deal. But I mean, I think, the future has teams sitting out players, maybe even for long stretches, depending on their record or what their division status is. You know, if Tampa Bay starts hot and the rest of the division is as bad as it might be, why bother? You know, even take Evans out. Load management. You see it in other sports, not yet in yeah. football, but there's really no reason in my mind to think that it won't come in football. That'll just be more of a nightmare in fantasy. But there is resolution on Julio Jones. I wanted the Packers. The difference for me is if he went to, the, and maybe this is obvious, but if he went to the Packers, he's their number one receiver. Watkins isn't ready to play again, and Watson isn't ready to play, and you still don't know 
really much after that. Um, you would expect them at least to sort of want to lean on him. And I don't know, maybe the fact that he didn't go there tells you something about where he's at. Maybe that's reading too much into it. But it definitely was exciting today to find out about this. It was probably good for Brady, Adam. It's just one more, one more uh, very respectable outlet for him. I mean, so great for Brady. And maybe, I mean, we're, it's all speculation, but maybe he's, I mean, Julio's obviously not going to line up at tight end, but maybe he runs those same routes, those same seam routes Gronk was running before and runs the same type of stuff that Gronk was doing. So we'll see. But I know we joked, we joked about your ranking of him before, if he goes to Green Bay and all that. Where do you have Because the Draft Sharks war room, not the actual war room, the tool on the website, but the group chat that I'm in for the, for this uh, main event that we're doing, me, Matt, Shalf, Kevin, and uh, Jared Smola, uh, the news came out right before our pick. And so it was, it was yeah, hot and heavy over what to do about Julio, where to rank him. Everyone can go to draftsharks.com and check out where Jared ended up um, putting him in there for, for stats and where his projections are. But like, I mean, is he in the Tim Patrick, you know, Brandon Ayuk range? Is he more up in the Robert Woods Kadarius Tony range. Like I, I don't have a good feel for that yet. I think I want to see, um, you know, Ch- Chad Schrader always says this. I think I want to see how the, all the other smart people, where they start, where they're drafting him and kind of go, go from there. But uh, if we get, end up reviewing this draft tonight, I'll show you where, where he ended up going. Yeah, I'm ready for that. Um, I'm not interested in, in drafting him at all in a, in a redraft situation. I mean, where are you at in your draft? Like the mi- middle rounds, nine or 10? We're in not 13. You, oh, 13? Oh, maybe it's not so bad. I mean, you you really can't. What can you expect? What can you count on? When you when you get later in the main event or in the FPC, I, I don't know. This doesn't have to be how you would do it, and I would defer to you for the most part. But I'm sort of what one factor I'm thinking of when I make these picks is, is it somebody I'll be comfortable cutting in a month or less? If um, you, you know there's going to be waiver wire guys you want, and there's going to be injuries, and you're going to have spots where you don't really have anybody to give up. You got to pick somebody. Like if if Julio Jones starts okay, still you have to wonder about whether he can he can hack it. So I might rather not pick him at all. Let somebody else cut him, and then see if everybody's forgotten about him by Halloween. Yeah. Um, do you want me, you want me to pull up pull up the draft? Sure. Do you want me to sure. Go right there. I, gotta, I mean, I really don't like looking at draft boards. <laughs> I don't uh, know. All the colors. That's not and, really my thing. That's no, not really my thing. Not my thing. So I'll show. I. I feel all right. Like I, go ahead. All right. I feel all right showing this because we're doing a live draft recap on DraftSharks.com right now with this draft. I'm going to hide the names up top, but you took uh, him. We took him into 13, 13, one hot news. I said, if anything, we have to do it just so we, just so we can talk about it. Okay. At the very, at the very <laughs> least, but we got him as wide receiver 61, Mike. I mean, at that point, let's see what we got. Like you said, we can cut. He's cuttable in, in the 13th round. Was it the main event champs or the football guys that caught every player from round 12 to 20, except for the kicker oh. uh, this last season? So it's yeah. like, take a shot on him. Hey, maybe maybe Godwin isn't ready. Maybe Russell Gage goes down. You know, there's other things that are possibilities. Um Jared and I were on it. Kevin didn't really care. Matt was vehemently against it, which is fine. It's, <laughs> it's fine. It's how we work. 
Um, he wanted to get Garrett Wilson. I would have been fine with with Garrett Wilson. The, the news literally came out just as Tim Patrick went. So two picks in front of us. And so we ended up taking him there. Um, what do you think? Wide receiver 61. I, I won't say that I hate it. I don't know if it sounded like that before, but as I look at these names, they're all pretty similar. I mean, you have guys that you're going to find out about early and then maybe cut. Then you have guys that you have to wait on, like Gallup, who goes 13-04. That, that team, and this is not better, that team has to wait for Gallup. And you're not right. you're not going to draft him in the 13th round or any round. You're, you don't want to draft him in any round. You have to do this. You know his status. You know he's going to be, what, at least a month, I'm thinking, on Gallup. Right. So you can't draft him and cut him. Right. So that guy's right. committed, I think. Right. Yeah. There. And so I'd rather have the flexibility. And then sometimes you can move into guys like that when other people get impatient. Um, I don't know. Geez. Like, I know. Yeah. It, and that's why I said it. It was kind of a toss up there. I mean, I don't mind. I don't hate Garrett Wilson. I don't hate jo- Josh Palmer's kind of rising. Not kind of. He is. He's, he's, he's rising up boards. Another thing was, too, is not knowing where Julio is going to end up landing ADP-wise. Like Maybe we get – maybe he's a, an 11th-round pick from here on out, and we got two or two rounds of value on him. So we'll see. But um, we can even dive into the team a little bit. What do you, So what do you think? I know we've been texting about it. Draft Shark, Jared's doing a Draft Shark's recap. What do you think? How do we do so far out of, out of the one spot? <laughs> Am I allowed to say that you and I have been talking as well? I mean, I, I don't think I have any influence – <laughs> over what over what you've done here. I mean, some of it I've liked and some of it I would have done differently. Um, look, but Camara in round three, I think you're probably betting that as we get closer to the season, that's going to look really good um, later on, that he'll be maybe half a round earlier later in the season. So certainly no problem there. And it looked like a lot of value went in front of you. When you're looking at Tyree Kill there, you, I, I might have felt like I had to take a receiver there, and he he or one of the Chargers is probably – or A.J. Brown is what I would have wanted to do, so you're fine. Um, did you feel like you had to pick Jackson at that spot, A, because you have Bateman, B, because you're at the one spot and it's 24 more picks? So I'm – I am a – you know me, I'm, I'm a wait-on-QB guy. Um there was a there was a big discussion at the four or five turn about jo- Josh Allen. Um, nobody loves Josh Allen more more than me, but I was. But we were able to kind of figure that out with there being two good receivers there, two guys that we all that we all like to be able to kind of pass on Allen. I hate being the team that takes the first quarterback. I just don't think that's the right way to go about doing it. Even when it came back around to Lamar, I was fine with Lamar. We could have gone with Kyler Murray too. Uh, Kyler Murray's my personal Q- QB one. Um, and QB two, QB, <laughs> QB, QB one. No, QB one. Like I would take, really? I, I think, I think Kyler's going to end up as like, if I'm picking number one in a super flex, I'm taking Josh Allen. Cause I can't get him anywhere else. Whereas yeah. Kyler, I can generally get anywhere else unless I'm picking behind Louie. And then he takes him like at three overall or two overall, whatever he did. But, uh, but I just think Kyler with, to me, maybe he doesn't finish with better with a better season stats than Josh Allen or whatever, but his end of the year schedule is nice. He plays in better weather, don't all that type stuff. So at the end of the year, like if I'm going to draft a quarterback early, he needs to be a league winner, a big money winner for me. So at the end of the year has got to be where I'm really counting on him. 
most of the quarterbacks are going to do fine all year to keep you're not you're not going to lose because of your quarterback you want a quarterback that's going to win you uh the league at the end of the year and that could be kyler murray for sure um so anyways i'm a guy that likes likes to wait i remember texting talking to these guys and lamar's fine lamar has, has a great opportunity to be qb1 also but that's but that's a situation i'm like man i've been in these drafts before and i have a feeling that these are the type of drafts where Matt. I literally said these are the type of drafts where Matt Stafford goes in the thirteenth round, and here we are, thirteenth round, Matt Stafford. Like, <laughs> I'm fine with Jackson. I, I think he make he makes our team d- dynamic uh, with his rushing ability. But if you sit down and try to compare the two, maybe, maybe you take you take another player at the six. Was at the six te- the six twelve. Um, and then wait and take a guy like Stafford in the 13th. But there's no one that we really loved there at the 612. So I was okay with Lamar Jackson for sure. Traylon Burks, we took him in the, in, in the ninth, and like news came out like hours later that he's looking better and, and he really took the coaches. <laughs> oh, surprise. Yeah. Well, well, there was this whole thing that he's asthma and he's going to show that and all this. And then it, it had that Jamar Chase vibe to it, right? Where the guy can't. You know, <laughs> I was I was actually thinking that I'm like that's kind of reminds me of Jamar Chase last year, and then I think I heard it on, oh I heard on a podcast. I will think of which which one it was and reference them because they were saying the same thing that I was saying. I think I think it was the hustle the other the other day, the FF hustle with Drake and Dwayne McFarland. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I like the way the team's going, and we we kind of squeezed out a couple tight ends there. But I think I like where we're headed. I know you love Pollard. That'll be a key man this year across this event and the big tournaments is what happens with Elliot because there's certainly a scenario where Elliot isn't injured and he's been so durable through his career and he's making a lot of money um I don't know if Pollard has to return value there and I just want to say because you know we're on the record here when it came to be your turn at six seven I thought like it was a no-brainer almost a no-brainer for me I would have taken Murray and Hopkins uh, together there, you know, yeah. you mentioned their their playoff schedule that matters in the main event, and I think you know a guy like yourself, the Draft Sharks team, got to trust itself to get to the playoffs unless you know things get a little screwy. So um, Murray and Hopkins was was my idea at six and seven, but um, I like Jackson just fine, and we'll see how you do on Julio Jones. One thing I do know, you can't trade him. <laughs> that is true. Cannot you cannot can, trade you him. Can't, you can't, you know, see him have a good two or three weeks in the main event and trade right. him over to, uh, you know, to BIP. <laughs> I mean that with Bip. much respect, by the way, if he's in this oh, league. Yeah. He is, Bip, right? Bip's, Bip's been making our, our life a pain, in, a pain in the butt in this draft, I'll tell you. Oh, that's high praise. <laughs> well, you have another one. Um, I, I, we can do that. I want to ask you real quick, and I tweeted about this, so I want to make sure I do. The tight end, tight end start. Like yeah. it, hate it. Do you like it more than other years or less? I'm in a 250 cash league at FFPC and started Kelsey Pitts. Yeah, I don't. Um, I never, I never do it anymore. So I guess I, I like the thought of it. It's just it doesn't really. It doesn't. The advance rate isn't very good. It doesn't really win. Like if Fantasy Mojo does a lot of research on that every year, specific to the FFPC. And it's just, and if he, if he's listening, he can he can post a link to some work he's done or whatever. But um, I don't know if I want just, to see it. It just doesn't win generally at at a, at a high rate. But again, anything can, can can win. I mean, you can go back at the end of the year and go, oh, I could have taken a quarterback in the first and a tight end in the second and win. So 
Uh, it's just having the right combination of players. I used to do it a lot because it just sounds, oh, it may, makes sense. But um, I think it's just hard um, with the way that the draft plays out. You end up chasing other positions. And so, but but I do think, hey, if, if you take, if you go Kelsey Pitts and Pitts ends up being, you know, a wide receiver seven, <laughs> you know, the wide receiver seven overall or something crazy, uh, then it could, it, it could certainly work. I, I wanted to do it because I like the wide receivers in the middle of the draft. And I suppose you have to get a little bit lucky that the ones you like are there. But in this draft, I went Sutton, Gabriel Davis, and Mooney, four, five, six, and then Olave, Claypool, Rondale Moore, and 9, 10, 11. And I'm, I'm fine with that. I mean, I guess I need Sutton to be an alpha, but I feel like that's a pretty good result. And that's happened to me two or three times. I don't have to be right, but – if I'm starting running back heavy or this tight end build, the wide receiver is the, that's the risk, you know, that you're not going to get there at that position. But I like the guys in the middle. There's plenty of them. There's always, yeah, not always, but you know, I don't know. I can make an argument for a lot of them at this point now going into the, the last third of the draft. It's now it's kind of pretty random, but I don't know. Yep. I'm, I'm optimistic uh, at this point. Let's see your second main. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so second main. Okay. Are we uh, doing that? Yeah, no, I, I had him, I had him all pulled, pulled up here. Um of course it's spinning its yes, head, so many say, events that it slows his computer down. It slows my computer down. I do want to say before we get to the board, because you you mentioned um Cortland Sutton. We haven't really talked a lot about Sutton versus Judy, and I'm hearing a lot of that now. What are your what's your what's your lean? It doesn't have to be like some hard stance, but what's your lean? You lean Sutton or Yulene Judy, if they're both there? I don't know. I don't feel like I know enough about how that's going to go. I mean, really, who does? But yeah. you, can find, you can find your own reasons for preferring either one. I have more Sutton, but I don't really know that I have a reason for that. I mean, bigger body, um, really. Like, I've, I've heard all the stuff about he and Wilson – aligning and I know what I felt about Judy a year ago which was or two two years ago I guess now right um super excited about him so it certainly could go either way I I'm guarded on Tim Patrick even though I respect that he's been productive for them I just I can't get over the talent and this is the same problem if it's a problem that NFL teams themselves have where they get married to the guy that they think was just the better player coming in and that just means more potential and more upside and so I get that way too. So I can't, and it helped me on gauge, I guess. Like I didn't exactly load up on him. I, I don't think he's dead, but uh, it's really sort of falling for the players that you've heard more about that were drafted earlier and you sort of get comfortable with the ideas of them first. And so in these situations, Sutton and Judy are both interesting to me. Either one could be above the other. I don't think there's really a, a strong case for why that couldn't be right. Why what it has to be one and not the other. And then after that, I'm kind of out on Patrick. And uh, I do like Hamler, who had some draft capital too. And Albert O, uh, not really falling for the Dulcich stuff. I feel like he is uh, a really sort of unicorn type athlete. And I want to see what happens there. Yeah, no, that, 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 that makes sense. I just, I've kind of been clinging to this. It's, it's, a, it's a Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf kind of thing going on in Denver. And I think that Judy is probably better than Lockett. At least he has a better profile, a better, you know, 
he was drafted higher and, you know, and all that stuff. And then I think Sutton maybe isn't as good as DK Metcalf. So maybe give the edge to Metcalf there. And I know it's a different team and a different offense and all that, but um, I, I lean Judy in PPR, especially, I just think he's going to get more catches. And I know it's the tiniest sample size ever, but they came out and it's a different coach and all that, that, but they came out week one last year and just were peppering Judy. I think they really love him. And, and so I could see it going either way, but I feel like they, they could both hit, they could absolutely both hit and it's yep. fine, you know, but if I, if, if I'm on the clock, I need a receiver and I have to decide between the two, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go with Judy, but two years uh, ago, Seattle, Metcalf and Lockett. 132 targets to 129. Bingo. Lockett, 100 catches to 83. Metcalf, 1,300 yards to 1,050. Touchdowns, 10-10. That's what I'm talking about. Right? Right. Like, week to week, it was different. Best ball, you're fine with either one. Absolutely. Perfect. Um, All right, so moving on. So this is my my first main solo main by by, by my side, my first portfolio main here. Drew, the four spot. I know you want to talk about draft spots tonight too, which I definitely want to want to get to. Um, so this is my first main. I do the four spot. I'm hiding the names. I know a couple guys in this draft, so we're gonna hide the names and all that stuff um, because we're still early on here. But Drew, the four spot, absolutely was so excited for that. Um, in the, in the FFPC format and went Justin Jefferson. Um, for those listening, it went McCaffrey, Jonathan Taylor, Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson. That was a no-brainer for me. Love the four. We'll talk about it later, but that's probably my absolutely favorite position. If I could pick one, would be the four. Um, came, came back around to me, and I was obviously hoping for Barkley or Pitts. And here we are in the first portfolio main of the year. And they go back to back naturally, but I'm fine. I'm fine with Mike Evans. Uh, at least I was pre Julio. Um, and then I hope none of the draft sharks guys are listening or watching or don't listen to this or watch this because they came back in the third and I kind of went rogue off the draft, off the, off, off the war room. Uh, the, the war room was saying Lenny Fournette. Um, it was saying, Alvin Kamara was saying James Conner, but I just, the, th- the thought of having Debo's kind of upside, taking him in the, in the third round uh, past ADP. I know Lenny and all those guys were past ADP as well. Um, but having his, as my wide receiver three, I just couldn't pass it up. And I wanted to, this is where like the game within, within the game, I wanted to force all these teams that went running back, running back to have to take another running back. Um, or reach on receivers going back into third and fourth. And so, um, so far, I think it's worked pretty, pretty well. Uh, there's some guys left that I want here in the fourth, but what, what do you think about how this draft has gone so far? What I like about it is that it might be original. I mean, Debo is not getting lamb there or anything like that. And Evans might slip and it could go the other way where you see Jefferson, Samuel Evans. So I doubt it'll be like completely unique but um i would have wanted a running back there i always want one by this time yeah. if not two because of that the point i made before about receivers i feel like i can get there and i i think that's a little bit what you know i don't i don't know like you maybe maybe i'm doing the math wrong on that but i think you know at running back who are you looking at for running back one maybe you don't want to say yeah uh if you have a sort of a it's not going to be tony pollard yet right 
Right. So you might be sort of planning ahead for Tony Pollard uh, again <laughs> or Maybe. Uh, James Maybe. Cook or somebody like that. But I would have wanted um, – you mentioned Fournette, Kamara, and Connor, and I would include ETN. I think all of those would have been my preference. Yeah, Kamara I- – you know, having just taken him in the other main, I just showed you, I don't want to be overweight on Kamara before August 1st, before we hear a little bit more, maybe get a little bit more okay. infor- in, in, in information. So he was kind of ruled out. It was really between, um, between Lenny, as far as the running backs were Lenny and, and ETN and then James Robinson. Is he back? You know, I just, Debo just has, he has, he has top, you know, three wide receiver upside top two, wide receiver upside and to have it there, I, you know, I, I, and I'm comfortable. I do enough drafting where I'm comfortable taking receivers and, and loading up and getting running backs that I like later. I'm comfortable going zero RB. I'm comfortable going hero RB. And I think, uh, and I also know some of the drafters in this. So I'm kind of playing off of the tendencies of what they like to do. So like, for example, here, uh, whoever's on, on the clock here, I mean, I know who it is, but um, are they going to go with a fourth running back? I don't think so. You know, so they got to take a receiver pushing running backs to me. Now there might be, you know, there there's one or two running backs I'd be fine with here. And if, and if they go, I'm fine with taking, you know, Jerry Judy or what, you know, whatever, look at, look at, look at Gabe Davis at wide receiver 16. It's yeah. stuff like that, that pushes guys, that pushes guys down, you know? So uh, I never expected to get Debo in the third, uh, you know, seeing Pittman go before him, AJ Brown, fine. You know, uh, D- Darren Waller, Go before him. Um, I was just like, you know what? Let me let me let me get some Debo here and, and and go from there. I like Aaron Jones a lot in that round two spot too. But um, the, if I if I can get a little bare knuckle practice in the player right here, I think is is uh, Marquise Brown. But Marquise Brown it has a hamstring injury and is not starting camp on time. So here we are drafting in the middle of all that these new cycles. Yeah, I don't know if I'd be as confident on Marquise Brown. And then if I've drafted three running backs already. Where does that leave me? I and mean, I can get to the next name eventually in my head. Uh, but I think Brown is the name that's missing at wide receiver to this point. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple. There, there, there's a couple. I got about. So what I like to do too, this is off topic, but whenever I'm in between picks, I like to queue up the amount of picks that it takes to get to me for guys that, that I would take. And when I come back and I see, a bunch of guys left in my queue and I'm about to pick. It makes me, okay, beautiful. I'm going to get a guy that I like. And so I did that after I took Debo and there's like three, there's like four or five guys actually left in my queue. So I'm happy about that. Um, the Aaron Jones point's a great point. That that was, those were the two guys I was toiling over. Mike Evans, Aaron Jones. And I'm like, you know what? I think, I think I'm going to like what comes to me a little bit later at the, at the running back. So I went, I went with Evans and the guy Insta called Aaron Jones, like, yeah, it's a two-hour timer. Like within two minutes, he had picked Aaron Jones. So, mm-hmm. so that didn't make me feel feel great. But <laughs> team, team six could pick Herbert. I think I definitely wouldn't. But Herbert and Eckler are interesting together, and then try to catch up at receiver the rest of the night and draft Hayden Hurst as your tight end one or something like that. Um, all right. Well, good luck. Love it. We're gonna get over to the Superflex Bowl results in just a minute, but. I was using the Draft Sharks ranking site the other day to try to just check out. I don't know which draft it was. You can't, I, I don't think you can blame me at this point. But I'm looking <laughs> at the different rankings, and I have this up on a screen for you to share, Adam. Yeah, the I'll 3D share projections 
this this looks like no other site I've ever seen. How cool have, is that? I mean, I have running backs called up, and like if you really want a deep dive, Christian McCaffrey versus Jonathan Taylor, or I mean, this goes very long in the rankings. What more do you need? The ceiling versus the floor. Even there's that injury uh, prediction that yeah. the, the draft sharks have. That's draft sharks has that's unique. Draft sharks projections have won maybe as many awards as anybody. Like I'm always hearing about the draft sharks awards for their accuracy and their projections, but it's not as simple as just sort of looking at a you know a straight list as every good player knows. So you want to have as much information as you can. Floor projections, ceilings as well. There's a consensus there, projection from 38 other sites. So you have every, you have no excuse for not making a pick you can feel comfortable with and that's weighted by the Draft Sharks team. And it's also, again, with the Draft War Room, it's updating after every pick. So it will shift your priorities as, uh, as you go along. Upside mode automatically in the second half. You see Adam in this main event, round 13. You know, they're looking for guys, they know they're, they might want to cut them but somebody that just ends up being huge for them that's relatively cheap and unexpected. So get to DraftSharks.com, become an insider, and you can use all these tools for yourself and see how they can help you. Yeah, Sports Injury Predictor is is, is a great thing for them. They, they have folded that into their rankings and their, their website, so they have all these great injury analysis and stuff, and it shows like the likelihood of a guy getting injured and uses the, you know, the, the analytics behind that, so it's it's so good. And honestly, <laughs> this is gonna sound crazy. I'm I'm definitely a, a fast, a live fast draft guy, but doing slow drafts at this time of year, it makes me enjoy slow drafts because I'm like, all right, I've got time. Let me go and look at these. Let, let me just go and look at these projections. Like it's so clean. There's so much in, in, in information that like it really helps you when you have time to make these choices read the profiles read the little the little snippets look at the injury predictor um it, especially when you've got two hours or six hours or something to make your to make your picks all right let's shift over to the ffwc the super flex bowl continuing one of their yeah, great tournaments the player profiler and more adam you've been in super flex bowl recently let's see this is probably saturday night yeah, I think it's a Saturday, Saturday night. Um, and of course, I said, you know, Kyler Murray's my. I've, in every Superflex draft, I've pretty much taken Kyler Murray. So I'm trying to di- diversify. I said he was my number not number one here. I had the second overall pick in this in this one. And I'm using this to, to really prepare for the draft structure invitational that, that's coming up because it's very similar. It's got Superflex, obviously. It's start through three receivers with a flex. Um, draft structure invitationals also start through three receivers with with flex. So um, the only difference is it's not to tight end premium, but if you're looking to get some practice in everyone who's in the drafters invitational, this is probably a really good way to do it. So I drew the, um, I drew the two pick and I don't have much of any Justin Herbert love Justin Herbert. So I went the Herbert route Um, came back around and went, 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 went Trey Lance. I mean, QB 12, Mike, do you think with the news today that, it's officially his team. I mean, you and I knew that already, but mm-hmm. do you think he'll, he'll move up from, from, from QB 12? He can't move down. Right. Um, <laughs> Great. Point. Right. I was looking at, so I wrote an article today for WGR 550.com Odyssey. Yeah. And it was about imagining spending a thousand dollars on futures. 
And so yeah. at the different books, you see all kinds of different interesting prop bets. And they had rushing yards for some of the top players. And Lance was on there. And, you know, part of what, obviously, if you do it, you know, I mean, part of what goes into your thinking when deciding whether or not to place a prop bet is what is the price? Yeah. You know, there's something that would sound good at plus 150, but terrible at minus 150. So Lance, his over-under in rushing yards was 500. And oh, wow. the the juice on that was minus 150 on the over. Like, prop bettors are very savvy, at least yeah. on the same level as those in the high-stakes fantasy space. Yep. And there, I think there has been no doubt this offseason that it was going to be Lance. And it's sort of against the grain, but San Francisco has just been very forthcoming about that situation. You don't have to believe them because coaches lie all the time, but Kyle Shanahan got to the point today. He's like, yeah, it's Lance's team and Garoppolo would have been traded had he not been hurt. And they were talking, he was talking that way pretty much throughout the summer. So, I mean, I've been looking at Lance. I'm somebody who got burned last year because I drafted him everywhere last year. Quarterback won in rookie drafts for me last year. And then I got almost nothing. But I am super bullish on his, his fantasy value this year. You know, I, quarterback one is what I would bet on you know, top 12. Yes. And so, Oh, absolutely. It, do, it does seem there's a pretty, like there's a pretty good range in these drafts where he goes. And I think we'll see that in the draft sharks invitational about Murray lasting until 11. <laughs> that yeah. probably annoyed you, but then <laughs> Lance making it all the way back to you is had to feel good. Yeah, no, I've been taking Lance a ton in super flex. Um, and even in, in, in regular drafts, I just, there's no, if he plays, 15 games. There's no way he doesn't finish as a QB one. There's just, he's going to run for, he's going to run, he's going to run all over the place that 500 yards. You said that's a, that's a, he's going to smash that. Um, and uh, the weapons he has there, the only way he fails fantasy wise is if Shanahan treats him like they treated uh, Justin Fields in Chicago last year, just the app doing the exact opposite of what the guy's good at deep throws, no check downs, no screens, not letting him run. Like they're, they're, they're going to unleash Lance. We've talked about Lance a lot. We'll continue to talk about him. Um, Lance is an absolute smash. Um, and maybe the discount's gone on him now. So um, came back around and, and in every super flex draft, I tend to get Saquon Barkley because I can't get him anywhere else. So I take him in super flex to get him. Um, DJ Moore, I took in the fourth round here. What are your thoughts on DJ Moore, the new quarterback there, Baker Mayfield, hopefully, um, being a little bit better than anything he's ever had. Uh, I don't think we've talked a lot about DJ Moore, but I'm, I'm, I'm coming around to DJ Moore for, for sure. I am probably at market on him. I wouldn't, I don't prefer him to AJ Brown, but okay. I do prefer him to some of those other guys who came later and, like in other sites, you see him going mid-third now. Just want to say, just want to sneak in a kind of a snarky point on Lance. But had he started in the in the uh, NFC Championship, they would have won the Super Bowl by twenty points. Uh, but you know that would have been ballsy, right? Like, come on, just I know you're I know you're winning games. I know you're a playoff team, which they really weren't until the fourth quarter of Week 18. They got away with it. They they had a big comeback to beat the Rams. And then won the game in Green Bay on special teams. Come on, I mean, Garoppolo has lived, a, <laughs> has lived a pretty charmed life and, and football career to go with. On DJ Moore, I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't mind the quarterback thing. I like McLaurin more, not like as opposed to Moore, but as opposed to DJ Moore. But I've told you, I think I, I like 
the feel of Wentz and McLaurin. Wentz just sort of trying to reclaim his career and throwing the ball down the field and really just sort of being more aggressive. And with Dotson there and even Curtis Samuel, I think there's like a real high ceiling for McLaurin, who we know is great. More and McLaurin fit together in the same box for me as guys who haven't had the quarterback luxury yet, but are both great players. And I, I think even though I'm not a Wentz fan, I like McLaurin a little bit more just in a vacuum there. Based on ADP, it's DJ Moore by, you know, what, a round. So sure. you have to factor that into it. But I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm fine there. I'd rather have more than Pittman. You know, Debo goes, oh, just before. We're going this way. Yeah. Oh, I, I did that. I'm looking at the screen. I like DJ Moore. Yeah, I, I like him too. He's a guy I think I'm going to be – probably overweight on by the, by the end of the year, if I can get in the right kind of draft spots. Um, so yeah, we'll go through it real quick. And then I know we want to get to some, get to uh, draft spots at the end here. Nick, Nick Chubb, fine. You know, I don't, I don't have a lot of Nick, Nick Chubb. Um, I like to go kind of running back heavy in, in this is best ball as well. Uh, just like the draft invitational also best ball. So very, very similar. And then there, there he is. Judy, Juju Smith, Schuster Schultz wasn't, was a, <laughs> it's funny. I just did a, a show with the goat district where we, where they ripped Schultz and I was not a big, you know, in this tier, I'm not a big Schultz fan. I accidentally timed out on Schultz. I was uh, not too happy about that, but uh, fine. Uh, Drake London and then Deshaun Watson. I've been taking a lot of Deshaun Watson with the fine. kind of favorable news the last couple of weeks, as far as him playing maybe ha half the year, I've been taking a lot of him in Superflex. I took him in the Scott fishbowl around the same time. So uh, I've been taking him there. You know, and then some some old faithfuls here, Sky Moore, Kenny Galladay. And then I just went crazy on on, on running back at the end because I, I only took two early. So, um, you know, got a bunch of handcuffs. One of your favorites that you put me on to, Daryl Henderson. Yeah. Um, I really I re really like that. So, um, so Sony Michelle, um, Jared Smola has been a lot of he's, – he's really been pushing for Michelle there. Maybe he could be another handcuff league-winning type player to take late – with the you know the injury history to Mostert and all that type stuff going on in Miami, so you know whatever shots in the dark here at the end, but uh, but yeah, this is just a good way to kind of get uh, some of the rust out for a lot of the guys in the Invitational, Directors Invitational that aren't used to playing Superflex. Your court, your running back in the last round was the last running back picked, and that was running back what seventy two? Yeah. Still no Mike Davis. No. Well, I, yeah. I just I'm, I'm trying I'm, I'm 80-20 serious to funny, okay. <laughs> Probable starter for the Ravens against the Jets week one. Maybe I mean, maybe he I gets mean, cut. They brought in Corey Clements. What year was that? Uh, yeah. Beatty did get picked here in the second to last round. I don't know. Like Davis had all the the worst metrics last year, but everybody liked him before. Not everybody, but he was pretty popular the year before. Yeah, and. To any to any extent where you go, you buy into running backs don't matter. You put them on the Ravens. I don't think that lasts very long, but there's a pretty decent chance he starts the year as their starting running back. I mean, only if the other guys are on the pup, I would think. Like unless, you know, if Dobbins is not on the pup, Dobbins is starting. If if Gus Edwards is, I mean, I think they'll both be. I mean, I whatever. It's just my experience. My generally guys who are. 12 months out from a ACL end up, end up playing, but, um, but yet they added him for a reason, right? They added Mike Davis for a reason. 
Um, so we'll see. I mean, there's there's certainly uh, a path there for sure. When you see the names at the end, it's really all I'm pointing out. You see the names at the end of these drafts. I don't know. Like there there is a there is a path for him to be on the field. Remember what happened last year with Baltimore? John Harbaugh called Gus Edwards questionable for week one. Dobbins, we've been around and around on him. Neither is ready or maybe even that close to ready as of tonight. Okay, so next week's a big week. Tuesday, I assume, we'll go on the air for pros versus Joes. Oh, yeah. That's the sixth and final draft in that event, the third of which is tonight, the third draft of the six. And ours wraps it up. So we'll have the benefit, if you want to call it that, of seeing the first five leagues and who did what. We pick fifth. Then... The Draft Sharks Invitational opens the next night, and I'm in the first one of those. Which one are you Ooh, in? I'm in the second. Thursday. All right. So um, I'll be going Tuesday, Wednesday next week, and they're very different formats, and I don't know. I'm, I'm ready. Um, I want to talk about pros versus Joes more just now because yeah. I think a certain thing is happening as these – high-stakes FFPC leagues start to unfold. That's the main event. That's, of course, uh, the football guys and different ones. There's one player, I think, that really maybe has the most power over what happens in the first round. And I wouldn't pick Taylor or McCaffrey. I mean, McCaffrey's going to be going 101 more often than Taylor here between now and the season, don't you think? That's just been ha- – so the two main events – we took McCaffrey one on one, and the other one, I'm in McCaffrey went one on one. Yeah. So those guys, I mean, they're, they're, that's power, but they're sort of obvious. And I feel like this is consensus that there's a tear break after four, where you have those two running backs, then Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson. And most of the time, those four players in some order are the first four picks. Then you get to five. That's our slot next Tuesday in pros versus Joe's is five. Yeah. I think the player you really have to sort of know how you feel about before the draft in these drafts is chase. Yeah. And you, you see chase at five all the time, sometimes earlier, often later. I saw the tweet from our friends at PFF, Ian and Dwayne, how they started a draft last night, whether it was, I, I think it's football guys or maybe yeah. I'm not sure, but they got Chase at 10. Just because once you get to five, there isn't the conviction on Chase that there is on Jefferson or Cup. Then it's like, all right, how do I want to do this? Would I rather have Chase and Fournette? Or would I rather have Eckler and Debo? You're depending on or two running backs, you know, Henry and Mixon or something like that. That that's when I think at five is when you start you're seeing teams go by what kind of structure they want. Yeah. And somebody who's thinking that way, who loves the upside of Jamar Chase is picking Jamar Chase. And without that, I mean, there are arguments where you sort of equivocate a little bit, then you're into running back. And if you have a string of guys who feel that way, Chase falls. So he is really a pivot, a pivot point in round one. And we haven't talked about this at all. Uh, so this is this this is good because yeah, it's basically all based on structure. Do you want to go five? Do you want to go chase? Do you want to go Travis Kelsey and get yourself an elite tight end? Do you want to go running back because you because you want to go running back early? Maybe it's best ball, you prefer running back, Eckler, whatever. 
to me, the 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 the, the chase discussion is okay. We we have a guy who's absolutely sensational. The knock on Jamar Chase, what I've heard, is that he was too efficient last year. He was too good. Like, oh, there's no way he can be that efficient on deep balls again. There's no way, guys. He was a rookie. We're talking about a rookie that was that was absolutely spectacular. Okay, I know a lot of his stuff came in um, a couple of games, a lot of his stats and stuff. But talking about a guy going into his second year with a quarterback that's a pass only quarterback, essentially, with weapons to take. Uh, to take all the pressure off him with a much improved offensive line with a run game and a defense that isn't that good. Like this is where we make, this is where we make fantasy football hard. Like Jamar chase could absolutely be the wide receiver one. And it's just, I'm so if, if, if receivers are out that we want to go, I am more than happy to take chase there. In fact, I would lean, if I was picking right now, I would take, I would take chase and I would, because I'm comfortable taking a receiver in the first round. Some people, some people aren't. Um, I'm comfortable going any strategy that that you want to go. Um, but if 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 you want Chase, I'm 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 for it. I think he's just so so good, and the situation is just perfect. I I love it. I mean, I I am happy to end up there. Let me just ask you: When you think of Jamar Chase's rookie season, is there one play that comes to mind first? Um, not, not, not really. I mean, (laughs) if I think of a play, it's him, it's him dropping the ball in like the playoffs on like a, on like a seam route or something, but, um, but that's pretty much it. So the Kansas city game that won all the people who won money, all the money. Yeah. There's a play where he catches a a little in route or something for 10 yards short of midfield and then just runs untouched all the way to the end zone. Yeah. Remember how Kansas City looked in the secondary, in the Buffalo playoff game, and in that game. Like, I don't know. This obviously sounds like I'm taking something away from him, and I I would want to do that. But man, the the efficiency element is to be respected, I think. And I go along. I tend to sort of default. I, I understand it when you have the PFF argument, if I may, where like, well, his points were here, but his expected points were here. And good luck repeating that. I mean, that speaks to me. So I do think like both things are true. And that's why maybe there's this variance on Chase where, look, I love what you say. Don't make it harder than it is. Look how good he is, you know, as a rookie to be able to do that. I don't love everything you're saying about the Cincinnati situation. I mean, maybe their defense is better, really hard to know. They didn't, their whole draft was non-skills, which I think makes sense for them. And I love Higgins. And I'm drafting Boyd a lot because a year ago, Adam, we were probably talking about Tyler Boyd every day on this show. And, oh, you got it. Here's a sleeper or mid-round, whatever. And then he kind of got buried and forgotten about, but he's still good. And you have two guys where if one of them gets hurt, that sets up Boyd. But, you know, we're not drafting Tyler Boyd at (laughs) 1-5, no matter what you say. All right. Well, we'll take this conversation off the air. But interesting how Chase, I think, has become – I mean, think about it. You see drafts where he goes five, and then you know what happens after that. Kelsey Cook, Eckler, Henry, Najee Harris, you know. It's just like there's there's five, six guys that all go next, and then there's five or six more that all go next. But to see Chase slip to 10 last night really does 
remind you that he's somebody, not everybody, and he's been playing in the, the best ball leagues all through the offseason. You did see that variance on Chase. Once in a while, two or three, but often seven, eight, nine, and really nobody else in the first round was quite like that. Yeah, no, I I – I get it. I, I completely agree. And uh, he's kind of like the gatekeeper to the, to the rest of the first round. Like he's either, he either he's going to go there or he could, he could absolutely drop. And uh, man, right. I, I, can I be in a draft one time and picking at nine or 10 and have him fall there? That would be amazing. I know that doesn't happen for me either, but as you know, I'm never picking that late. <laughs> That's right. He's almost like a tight end. Kelsey plays that way where teams decide whether or not they want to start their build with, with a tight end. And if a few don't yep. in a row, then he falls. And if, you know, as soon as somebody does, then you have him. And Chase almost plays like that in, in the first round. So we'll see what happens on uh, on Tuesday. I'm sure we'll talk a lot about it. And maybe Chase will go in front of us and we'll laugh about this conversation. Right. And so Draft Sharks is Wednesday. Are you going to be a part of that broadcast? At, absolutely. Oh. I'll, be, I'll be critiquing all your all your work over there. For sure. I have, figure, no, I, I have to figure out what helmets I want for that one. <laughs> I'll be, uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for you. It'll be, it'll be fun. And, and uh, it's going to be a long, it's going to be a fun, but long two weeks with the invitational and the football or the, sorry, the pros versus Joe's. It's going to be two weeks of podcasts and, and then, and then, and then we're off to Canton. Canton the following weekend. I got to get with you about one of these super flex bowls too. You've been doing a couple and I'm, I'm yep. ready to do one. Yep. For sure. And we're in a big one over there, aren't we? Do have to schedule? We're in a big one over where? FFWC? What do you mean? It's, it's not the player profiler. Is it one of their other bigger events? Don't we have one? No, or is that, I think we have that a, just you? It's a player profiler. Yeah, we have one player profile we have to sign up for. And hey, listen, if you're, if you're trying to twist my arm and get into a main event over there, you don't have to twist it too, too hard. Is that is the profiler one we should do live? I think maybe. Yeah, yeah. That's like that's that's like their their three fifty, that's their like mid level game. Yeah, yeah. All right. How about um, two it doesn't weeks have from to tonight? A, yeah, I was gonna say it doesn't have to be on a doesn't even have to be on a Tuesday or whatever. We can always record it non live and just post it. You know, so right. if, if it has okay. to be a Friday night or something, well, whatever. Okay, listen, uh, Scorsese, I'll let you decide what we're going to do on that one. <laughs> All right. Thanks for watching tonight at Deep End FF One. At Draft Sharks, we'll be back on Thursday with a Dynasty edition. That's good because last week I felt like I had very little new to say, but I've been making trades this week. I just had a, a trade offer declined that I have to make sure. Vent about? I, have to, I think I do want to vent about that. Like, come on, how much easier can I make this for you? But I always say knowing the people you're dealing with is important because you, you make judgments on them, you know, sometimes probably wrong, but... It just feels so much better to know them. And when you're in a league where you don't know anybody, man, I feel like I'm not the cool kid. And I don't know. Maybe for some reason they think they they don't want to make a trade with me that I would know something. Uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll talk about it on Thursday. For Adam Krautwurst, I'm Mike Shope. Thanks for being in the deep end with us tonight. We'll see you Thursday night, hopefully. See you guys.